Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. We are back. Aloha from Hawaii. Spent January in Hawaii and have done that the last oh, four or five years and have enjoyed every minute of it. Bob, back with you. Jill also along this morning. And how was the drive-in this morning from the Welkie Land and Cattle Company? Foggy. Yeah, very foggy. Very foggy. I did some dodging with the deer. I missed my turnoff to get onto the interstate, so it's not good. No, and that's uh, not much better in town either. So for most of our part of the state, it is very, very foggy. So if you are going anyplace... Allow yourself some extra time, and don't forget to turn your headlights on. It amazes me how people will drive in fog or dark and don't turn their headlights on. I can see fine. That's not the point. Can people see you? So, again, that's that's maybe our big story of the day is the fact that it is really foggy out there this morning. So do be careful. What do you think of the new look? <laughs> it's interesting. I uh, While I was in Hawaii... <laughs> I got to looking around, and uh, everybody that's got a little white in their hair, they've all got a little mustache and chin whiskers. So I thought, I'm going to see what that looks like. So I let her grow. You did let it grow. I got myself a little mustache and some chin whiskers here this morning, and I don't know how long I'll keep it if I do, but uh, I already, one time I shave in the shower, so I never have a mirror in the bowl. One day I did uh, whack off a chunk of it, so... (laughs) So I had to let her grow back again, but uh, if you see me, you'll see a little different look, at least for a while. I don't know how long. Maybe we'll we'll keep it through winter, although it's not much like winter. I'll tell you, this was unbelievable to get off the airplane, leave Hawaii, and it's 75, 80, and get off the airplane in Minnesota, and it's about 40, 45. That was nice. It was nice. Last year when you got back, I think it was about 30 below. Yeah, it was nasty, nasty, nasty. That's for sure. So, yeah, it's strange not to see snow in Wisconsin here on the 1st of February. What does that mean for our alfalfa? Is that going to shoot it up? We'll have to wait and see, but we'll definitely have an eye on that. And that's uh, something of a concern because we need snow in Wisconsin in the wintertime. The ice, I don't, are they ice fishing? I don't think they could be ice fishing, can they? I don't well, think. I know there are always some guys <laughs> that are going to go ice fishing, but I mean, most, most sensible people, I don't know how thick the ice might be. Uh, they've been cautioning to stay off the ice. Um, one thing I said is make sure you wear your life vest if you do yeah. go out on the ice. Well, I guess so, yeah, just be careful. But uh, fog temperatures are going to stay in the 40s. All the way through probably the middle of next week, 45, 44, 47, 46. Those are the highest forecasts around our area for the for the next week or so. Well, taking a look at some of the things going on in agriculture, corn growers, soybean growers, pork producers heading south today, huh? They are heading south for the 2024 Corn Soy Expo. It's starting today at the Kalahari Convention Center in Wisconsin Dells. Registration opens at 7.30 this morning. And the trade show opens at 10. Wisconsin pork, soybean, and corn producers will hold their annual meetings this morning with educational breakout sessions planned for this afternoon. 
The day wraps up with a Porkapalooza event. And in- that is something else because <laughs> some of the top shelves, shelves, chefs around, these are chefs, these aren't short order cooks, these are chefs that prepare and design their own, create their own recipes with pork. And there's usually, I want to say about a half a dozen roughly, maybe more, maybe a couple less, I don't know how many are this year. But then they spend most of the most of the day today preparing and lots of it their pork creations, whatever it is, and then they have a kind of a fundraiser. You buy a ticket and you go in there, and there's plenty of it there, and you can eat this stuff, and it is absolutely delicious down there. So Porkapalooza is really something, and tonight it's a a big night down there. They'll have an auction, silent auction, and. Uh, Lots of other things, live music as well. They'll wrap up tomorrow about 3 o'clock. But the Corn Soy Expo, the Pork Pork Association of Wisconsin annual meeting underway down there at uh, Kalahari. It's quite an event down there, that is for sure. Well, other stories we're going to take a look at this morning. The latest in aviation fuel. Yeah, some planes running on soybean biodiesel. How available is that, and how much? Uh, one of the things I want to find out if anybody's down there, the Corn Soy Expo, Jill and I'll be heading down there later on, will be the viability of uh, soybean biodiesel in airplanes. You know, when these airplanes get up 35, 40,000 feet, it's cold. And what does biodiesel do in the cold weather? It gels up. It gels up. And the last thing I want to be is 40,000 feet over the, over the ocean or over the land and have my uh, fuel gel up in my uh, jet plane. So, again, we'll see that and what other things are going on. Also, uh, farmland preservation update, uh, dairy processor grants out there. OIF weather, of course, we'll talk to Mike Dandry about that fog out there. So, again, uh, that's the main story this morning is that fog, and it is thick, and it'll be around for most of the morning, although it's going to be sunny to partly sunny temperatures in the 40s. Needless to say, there ain't no snow in this forecast. Keeping it rural. Once again, fog out there. That's, uh, as we said earlier, that's probably the big story. Pay attention to if you're uh, getting off third shift or heading to the other farm to do chores, whatever the case may be. Allow a little extra time and don't take that old beater that's only got one headlight. Make sure you got good lights because uh, it's very foggy out there this morning and it will be till we get into daylight, but then should burn off because we're looking at uh, sunshine. Mostly sunny or partly sunny through probably next Tuesday or Wednesday and temperatures in the 40s. So not a good ice fishing, not a good snowmobiling forecast. That is for sure. And it was, as we said, very strange to get off an airplane in January, 1st of February in this part of the country and not see any snow. 24 in Rice Lake, 30 in Wausau, 34 in La Crosse, 32 in Eau Claire. Everybody in that same upper 20, low 30 category. But again, fog is the story in our part of the state. So again, be careful. Don't overdrive your headlights, and that's easy to do this morning. Let's take an early morning look at our markets around the countryside as we start with the cash livestock trade. Uh, Jill, what are those numbers? Choice fed beef steers are 167 to 176, with mixed steers at 142 to 166. Choice fed beef heifers are 167 to 175, with mixed heifers coming in at 105 to 166. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 140 to 174. 
Choice-fed Holstein steers are 145 to 154, with the select and silage-fed steers 104 to 144. Cows are 80 to 115, with a top of 120. Bulls are 86 to 121. Butcher hogs are 30 to 54. Sows are 29 to 35, with boars at 15 to 21. Shorn market lambs are 177 to 194. Feeder lambs are 2 to 265, with ewes at 95 to 140. Small goats are 15 to 125. Medium goats are 75 to 210. Large goats are 100 to $400, with nanny goats at 20 to $270. At the Mercantile Exchange, cattle prices closed lower yesterday. Hogs were mixed. February live cattle 177.35. That was down 67 cents. April at 1870, down a dollar five. June down 35 at 178.87. About the best we could do was be unclosed for the August cattle contract. That was unchanged at 178.92. March feeder cattle down 117, closing at 240.15. April 246.15. That was down 85 cents. May feeder cattle, 251.80, down 42. August, 266.75, down 12. With September cattle, feeder cattle, down 15 at 269.05. Hogs were mixed. February lean hog carcass contracts finished up a half a dollar at 76.35. April down 7 at 84.82. May, that was unchanged at 89.17. And June up 15 at 97.90. And on the Board of Trade, corn and beans closed a little bit higher yesterday. Corn, though, still looking at some of the lowest prices in about uh, three years on that cash price. Pressure from South America, good growing and harvesting weather, Brazil and Argentina. And Brazil's looking at a soybean crop over 5 billion bushels. We produced about 4 billion, so they got a lot of beans. And as we look overnight from yesterday's close, March corn this morning, down two cents at 445. The oats down a fraction at 382. March wheat down three at 592. Soybeans for March down a nickel overnight at 1216. And meal down 70 cents a ton at $367.60. Dairy markets, barrel, they continue to struggle, of course. Barrels down one at 152. Block cheese up a quarter of a cent at 165. Butter down three and three quarters at 276. Class three, January. Came off the board trading three cents lower yesterday at 1517. February down 13 at 1610. March down two at 1691. April down seven cents at 1720. May unchanged at 1763. Prices were mixed to mostly lower out through most of 2024. Taking a look at some of the news in agriculture this morning, uh, Joe. Big day down at the convention center down at Wisconsin Dells, and good news, better news, I should say, as far as some farm inputs are concerned. Well, absolutely. The 2024 Corn Soy Expo is getting amped up today down at the Kalahari Convention Center in Wisconsin Dells. The Wisconsin Pork, Soybean, and Corn Producers will hold their annual meetings today with a wrap-up today with Pork Palooza and it's still open tomorrow with more sessions, and it closes down about 3 o'clock. And I'm glad to hear, I've been ranting and raving, going down there and sitting at the soybean grower meeting. Nobody from across this central Wisconsin belt over the past few years has entered. 
but I have heard that uh, some folks may have entered, and so we'll look forward to talk to some of the folks that are going to, well, they're going to be taking home some checks with some zeros on it, so that's, that's a good thing because uh, they're going to need them because uh, inputs, for the most part, aren't getting any better, but you do have a little better story. Yeah, I do. The For the fifth straight week, six of the eight major fertilizers have lo- have lowered their price compared to last month, with the other two up only slightly according to data tracked by the DTN. Current fertilizer prices are all much lower than six months ago, and seven of the eight major fertilizer costs are lower by double digits compared to January 2023. And uh, that's good news. Hopefully that will continue. But again, looking at the things going on while I was in Hawaii, I got the story about the facilities in Eau Claire, Sacred Heart, St. Joseph's in Chippewa Falls, Marshfield Hospital here, and all going to be closing in April. And, uh, boy, that's a bombshell, and I know we're going to have more on that, of course, of most of our regular news. But uh, one of the things that uh, Jill and I were talking while I was over there, I said one of the things that crossed my mind, you know, the National Farm Medicine Center affiliated with the Marshfield Clinic and over there, and and uh, you talked to some of the folks over there and didn't have the full story, but give us a gist about how this will or will not affect the National Farm Medicine Center. It actually will not affect them at all. They're kind of their own separate entity, mm-hmm. and their funding comes from different uh, grants to support the farmers and to support uh, the programs that they are out and about helping us with. All right, that's good news, and so uh, that is a concern. No question about that, about medical care here, and uh, what's that going to do for growth, real estate values, a lot of things play into part here. But uh, again, as Jill just said, National Farm Medicine Center does have a lot going on all the time. And as uh, Jill found out, we've got something coming up very, very soon. Well, I like to hear about events that are happening that help out our farmers. And I've got Melissa Pleckelman. She is Outreach Specialist for the National Farm Medicine Center. And you have an event coming up next week. We definitely do. On Tuesday, February 6th, the National Farm Medicine Center and the Marshfield Clinic Health System will be at the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association Annual Conference, where we will be doing a skin cancer screening. We know that farmers spend a lot of time out in the sun, and they don't always take the time to put on sunscreen or to reapply sunscreen. And so the UV rays that they get on their skin can be harmful in the long term. And a lot of farmers also don't have the time or don't take the time to go in and get a dermatology appointment. We know that melanoma is actually the deadliest form of skin cancer. And so it is kind of life or death to get screened. But again, farmers don't always have the time or they don't take the time to go get checked out. So what we're doing is we are going to an event that we know farmers will already be at. We know many farmers go to the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association annual conference And we will have a room right there where we'll invite farmers to come in and get a free screening. Now, this isn't like a full dermatology appointment. If a farmer goes into a full appointment, it might take a little bit longer. These screenings, with with filling out a form, the wait time, and the actual screening, can take 15 to 20 minutes. So it's quick, it's fast. They do a quick screening of the farmer if they have any questions about any spots. And they tell them if there's something that they really need to be concerned about or not. 
this is um, a full day of farm work because otherwise they're traveling to the doctor, they're in the waiting room, they're filling out the forms, they're doing the full uh, the full visit, and then trying to travel home again. And sometimes that takes away a whole day of farm work. So we know farmers can't always afford that. So this way they can get screened quickly where they're already at and know if there's something that they need to check out and take care of. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa Pluckamon from over at the uh, Farm Medicine Center. This will be February 6th with the Potato Vegetable Growers are meeting? Yes, uh, February 6th, and it sounds like they're going to be busy all day with that. I'm sure they are, because that uh, that always attracts a lot of time. I remember when I did that at Farm Technology Days a few years ago, and they said, you got some spots here, you better go to your dermatologist, and I did. He said, yeah, good thing, because uh, they needed detection, and they needed some treatment, so... Those things are very much worthwhile, that is for sure. Well, and the best part of this is it only takes 15 or 20 minutes for them to check it out, and they can give you the directions on what you need to do next. Yeah, they really can, so it's a good thing. If you're going to the potato and vegetable growers or anytime you get a chance to get a free health screening or sunscreening for cancer, skin cancer, do it, that's for sure. Coming up, we've got uh, Sarah Lloyd's going to join us. Actually, our Pam Yonke talked to Sarah about from Grassworks about the grazing conference coming up. We'll hear what's happening there next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Well, today is the beginning of the annual Grassworks Grazing Conference happening at the Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells. The momentum on grazing and taking a look at options has increased across the state of Wisconsin. This conference will focus in not only on the specifics on the different types of blends that a lot of farmers and landowners are looking at, but also the combination that livestock can bring for a lot of farmers and landowners. I talked about it with Dr. Sarah Lloyd. She's with the University of Minnesota, but works here also in Wisconsin. She's part of the Grassworks 2.0 consortium that will be presenting their latest updates at today's Grassworks conference. I spoke with her during the Dairy Strong conference and asked her to give me a little update on how the work's coming along and maybe as importantly, how farmers and landowners are accepting and integrating it. Yeah, well, the university, I work for the University of Minnesota and a yeah. University of Wisconsin project, and the Grassland 2.0 project just started about five years ago, but even 10, 15, 20 years ago, there's been a lot of effort to help people look at these systems, problem solve them for their own farms, figure out that you they're low input, low cost systems, so especially when margins are really tight, people should really take a look at them for dairy. Uh, we're looking at dairy heifer grazing as an innovation in the system where you can get very high quality, high performance animals. The research is showing better first lactation milk mm-hmm. uh, with heifers coming off of grass systems. So Grassland 2.0 is helping to get people the technical assistance, think through the risk management that they need to have. We have a lot of great programs coming out of USDA and RCS right mm-hmm. now that can cost share the fencing systems, that can cost share the water systems. And then it's really, you know, people have been doing TMR confinement feeding, and so it is a shift. you got to rethink what's going on. But I think in these days with, like, rethinking manure management, we got to get continuous living cover out on the land. Mm-hmm. 
the water quality benefits of getting more acreage into pasture systems is going to really be great at the farm level, but also the watershed level. We have a lot of people working in farmer-led watershed groups. We're, it's great that the state is investing in those, and there's enthusiasm about farmers coming together to solve these problems as a group, yeah. and that's what we're supporting with the project. Sarah, you're involved in dairy yourself, and you obviously have been a champion for the grazing idea for a while. Tell me about the demographic change you've noticed in the industry. Not just demographics, but also mind frame, because this is not something that generally I hear, Sarah, hallelujah, I'm going to do it tomorrow. It takes some time. Tell me about the demographic change that you've witnessed yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we know that the farming community is aging, but we also know that there are people coming up that want to be in farming. And so we need solutions and we need innovations that are going to be interesting to people who like to tinker and problem solve. And so the grazing community is a very vibrant community, really supportive, and we have a lot of assistance around the state for grazers. So I think for young folks that are looking into this, especially because it is a low-cost, mm-hmm. low-capital startup, that this is why this is really important for the future of dairy and the future of agriculture in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. because we got to figure out these systems. We know a lot of people are leaving milking cows, but they still want to work with animals. They may still have the land base, and they may be bringing a next generation in or a neighbor kid into the system. So why not look at heifer grazing as a viable enterprise? So grassland to 2.0 has been developing the economic models where you can go into the dairy heifer compass and you can put in your own numbers and figure out, well, what could I possibly get as a return? And importantly, what are the forage needs that I will have for my animals or animals that I may be custom raising on grass? But it can be done, and we have people doing it across the state, and so we're bringing those folks together to help bring other people into this new systems. Your point's well taken, too. Great ideas don't just originate in Wisconsin. We're kind of taking a page from other states where Wisconsin cattle have gone Mm -hmm. for these very same services. Right. So we talked to a lot of even larger dairy operations. They've been sending their animals out to Kansas, Nebraska. I've even heard Idaho. Mm -hmm. Now, we've got some big water quantity issues out in the Great Plains in the West. So why not raise those heifers here in Wisconsin, raise them on grass, improve the water quality situation in the watersheds by getting continuous living cover and pasture systems which are going to hold on to those nutrients, not let them run down into our streams and our watersheds. It's a real win-win. And let's in-house that enterprise here in Wisconsin. Your animals are going to be traveling less, which is super stressful on animals. Mm -hmm. So let's set it up here in Wisconsin. I think it's a great opportunity for both larger scale farms that want to send their animals Mm -hmm. out, but also folks that want to raise high-quality animals as an enterprise. So they're going to hear this and say, oh, I got this. I know how to grow grass. I got this. Where do our pitfalls generally show up when we start down this path, Sarah? Because again, as I said, you think you got it, and then you start. Yeah. And that's when all good, good ideas start falling apart right there. Where do we trip up normally? Yeah, so obviously people want to know about, am I going to get enough energy into my animals? Mm -hmm. 
when, how am I going to deal mm-hmm. with the breeding, all those things. So Grassland 2.0 is talking with animal nutritionists. We're talking with farmers that have successfully grazed heifers, and we're bringing those folks together to sort of build a community of practice. So we have some events coming up mm. uh, in Wausau, for example. We'll mm-hmm. be at the Tech College on the 24th. We'll feed you lunch. You can come, learn, listen to nutritionists, listen to farmers, talk through any of the issues that people might have. How have people solved like the supplementation issues? You know, yeah, you want to have your nutritionists close by so that you can, especially in your first years, you're monitoring this because we all want high quality animals mm-hmm. um, and we want to figure out how to be good managers of the forage and the grass system. So those are two things, but we're bringing those folks together. We have another event in February in Manitowoc on the 27th where we're, please have people come, learn, discuss concerns or things you want to troubleshoot around the systems and the good news is that there's a lot of technical assistance resources that are coming into the state both at the state level and the federal level where people in your counties can write your grazing plans for you uh, you can get technical assistance from USDA uh, Natural Resource Conservation Service there's just a lot of opportunity yeah. right now and That's with the thing. tight margins with some of the higher input systems I, this is is a really good time for people to look at these. And again, that's uh, Dr. Sarah Lloyd with Grassworks and their grazing conference going on also this weekend down at the Dells at Chula Vista. So that is a busy, busy place. With, as we told you earlier, the corn, soy, pork producers also starting their annual meeting down at Kalahari later on this morning. It's a busy time, and it is time to check some of the markets from the sale barns as we go over to Rocky over at Premier Livestock and with you. Morning, Rocky. Good morning. Well, you'd go broke. Glad to have you back. Yeah, well, it's good to be back, especially, like I said, when you get off the plane and it's 40 rather than 40 below after being in a place like Hawaii. It it is nice. Tell you, if you were uh, operating a sale barn over there in Hawaii, you'd go broke. You drive around there, and of course, everything's on grass. You drive around there. There's a few feedlots, but, uh, you know, they feed pineapple hulls and all that sort of stuff. But uh, you get over there, and you got these uh, cattle on grass, and, uh, you know, they're they're grass-fed. But, boy, it takes a long time to put meat on their bones, that's for sure. Yeah. I remember how excited I was 23 years ago when we went on our, uh, our honeymoon. Yeah. And we went, we went to Kauai. Oh, sure. And I come up over that hill... And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Here's this big dairy. <laughs> my wife's like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. thought she got away from the cows for a little bit. So. Well, if but, you, yeah, uh, pretty, if you, pretty, pretty neat. I guess that's not there anymore. No, I was going to say, if so. you go back to uh, renew your vows on Kauai and uh, drove over that same hill, you would not see a dairy. That's for sure. Though. Dairies aren't, uh, aren't existing in Hawaii anymore, which yeah. is unfortunate because over the years we had a chance to visit those dairies. But... Slowly but surely, they went out of business. But you can't blame them. I talked to one guy that was a tour guide on Kauai, as a matter of fact. And uh, I said, uh, how long you been here? He said, oh, my family's been here forever. We used to dairy farm. I said, where'd you dairy? Where was your dairy? Right here on the property where they built that big resort hotel right on the ocean. I said, wow. really? I said, how, how did that work out for you? Oh, pretty good. <laughs> now I said, did you keep any of the land? He said, yeah, I kept about oh, 10 or 15 acres, I think he said. But, uh, I mean, it was a major, major resort hotel where we were staying there in Kauai, right on the ocean. But, uh, you know, development, 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 and uh, that's yeah. a great place for it. 
But I don't think that's going to happen on Highway 73 over there between Greenwood and Withy anytime soon that a big uh, resort's going to come in there, is it? No, but we could bring in a bunch of sand and it, we got a pond. Yeah, so. uh, boy, that's <laughs> for sure. Yeah, put a pond. <laughs> Oh, the vision! The vision of the, the vision of the guys that come to your sail barn, going into a pond, a pool over there, <laughs> taking their suspenders off and hanging on the wall and jumping in. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh boy! Well, what is today? Today is Thursday. How's the week gone so far, Premier Rocky? Good, Bob. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, this is how uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We sold 397 head of dairy cattle. We had an absolute showcase of fancy top-end to cows and heifers. Uh, top dairy cows brought 2500 all the way up to $4,000 was our top cow. Uh, many loads averaged between twenty four to 3000 uh, We sold a top load of fresh Holstein cows uh, from Baldson Dairy. They averaged 3400 uh, we had a top load of uh, 28 fresh Jersey cross cows out of Minnesota. They averaged 29.08. We had a group of 28 Jersey cows, averaged 19.68. Many other cows from 2000 to 26.75. We had a light test on the better springing heifers, but mostly 18.75 to 2400. We sold top springing cows up to 29.50. Next week, we get another exceptional lineup of dairy cattle on Wednesday. We're also accepting more consignments. If you want to consign, give us a call. Next week, uh, Tuesday, that's also a fantastic lineup of feeder cattle. we got a, a showcase of feeder cattle for next week. Uh, that's going to be our big special feeder cattle auction. Note, we're starting our special feeder cattle auctions an hour earlier at 10 o'clock a.m., so make sure you get the cattle in earlier. We encourage you to bring the cattle in on Monday night. We do not charge for feed the night before. Everything fed and watered and well cared for. Full list of early consignments at Premier Live com. Also detailed market reports at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, just give us a call, 715-229-2500. Reminder, large farm machinery auction on March 15th. So pretty exciting day around the barn yesterday, Bob. Boy, I guess so. Speaking of the barn, now, are you all done with your construction? How many head can you get under cover now? Well, we're building on uh, the <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, we're covering the whole the whole back. Where, are you really? You know, yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 So, yeah, we uh, we you know I never counted how many semi loads. I think them outside pens are they think they can hold thirty five, forty semi loads. Yeah, I know it's a lot so, of a lot of cover back there. That's for sure. Yeah, those, of, those are all getting covered yeah, this summer. A lot of paneling. That's for sure. All right, sir. We'll talk to you a little later on. It's Thursday already. Hey, you have a good one. You too, Bob. Thanks. There he goes. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock in with you. For those who work in acres, not in hours. It is time to find out what is going on and some of our other news this morning. For that, we go into the newsroom and our favorite wahini, Morgan McCarthy, is with us. Hey, are you going to put a parrot on your shoulder with an eye patch too? That beard, buddy. <laughs> Bobby B back in pirate mode. Well, I got to thinking... What does a got? What a guy got to do to get a girl like Morgan? And I looked at Alex, and he's got these kind of whiskers. And I thought, well, maybe you'll toss him aside for a little more <laughs> looking mature, better and mature better. whiskers that are a whole lot whiter than Alex. Looking better and better. There's a lot of wisdom in that oh, beard, my friend. Well, I, I would I keep know. it if I were you. I think it looks good. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, it was just on a kind of a whim, you know. You do those sorts of things, and so. Well, I've been so despondent. I couldn't shave while you were gone either. Really? We've missed you so much. Yeah. <laughs> well. 
well, it's good to have you back. But I knew well, it's good to be back, and yeah. I, I knew you would uh, get along nicely without me. So It was tough. It was uh, a struggle. I, well, you came I, back just in the nick of time, uh, and you look good doing it, Bob. <laughs> oh, that's good. What's going on? Well, we're going to start with headlines, of course. Certainly, if you've heard the big story uh, during this recent stretch here has been HSHSM Prevea leaving the Chippewa Valley. Efforts continue today, second day of that Marshfield Clinic job fair. We have those full details online, 715newsroom.com, as we now have more families facing an uncertain future with layoffs coming to American Phoenix. This will affect third shift in the area. Now, Eau Claire says they have about 200 employees uh, here in the facility in the city, again, affecting third shift workers at American Phoenix. The company saying it's due to a reduction in mixing demand. As we look to other headlines, an update now in five people looking at charges in the Barron County area after a deadly motorcycle wreck that happened in Rice Lake. As prosecutors say the charges uh, are being filed this week, investigators claim Tyler Baker was drunk when he crashed a cycle in August. Four other people are charged with either lying to authorities or leaving the scene of the crash, with the DA saying Baker refused to do anything to help the person who ended up dying in that crash. He's facing 25 years if convicted. Looking at the state level with some local connections, Wisconsin is getting a million and a half dollars for more vocational education. In fact, DPI announcing the grant money is earmarked to boost career and tech education. No one's saying just how that money will be spent exactly or how far it will go, but the stretch is hoping to give those tech schools and vocations in the state a little bit of a boost. And Bob coming back from the beaches of Hawaii, but a trail of human footprints discovered on a Moroccan beach has been determined to be about, well, a little older than Bob, 90,000 years. The trail was discovered back in 2022 by researchers studying nearby rocks. A thorough analysis of the prints revealed they were left by five early modern humans of different ages. The prints were likely so well preserved because the tides in the area quickly buried them in sediment. A study published this month called it one of the largest and best preserved trackways in the world. I'm Michael Kastner. And we're glad the footprints led you back to the Dairyland, Bob. We get to the chores now with Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, and it was uh, very nice to come back to, as I said earlier, get off the plane and it's about 40 rather than 40 below after so, leaving 75 and 80. Not so much the jolt that you've had in years past, <laughs> right? Boy, that is for sure. Yeah. That is for sure. All right, man, we'll talk to you later. You bet. Keep, keep the beard. I like it. All right. It's a good look. Well, that's the only vote of confidence I needed. There you go, Romeo. <laughs> Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. We've got other things to take a look at, including Calendar and Jill. We've talked about corn, soy, pork producers in Kalahari. We've talked about the, the grazing conference at Chula Vista. They're both this weekend now. They it's, are, you know, today is Thursday already. They are both this weekend. It's a busy week down in Wisconsin Dells. What else is going on? Well, I'm going to be heading over to Green Bay for the state uh, FFA alumni and supporters convention. I'm going to take off tomorrow and there's going to be event in the evening and then there's sessions, learning sessions on Saturday with a banquet that wraps that up. There's also... Did you buy a raffle ticket again this year? They quit the raffle because you <laughs> took all their money. <laughs> they actually are doing a raffle, but it's a meat raffle this oh, year. Oh, okay. All and right. I haven't been able to grab a ticket yet because uh, the only FFA alumni that I've been around, I've did the interview over the phone. So oh, okay. Well, I, I will grab one over there. Maybe right. I'll bring you back some bacon or something. Well, there you go. What Anything else? Uh, I mean, there's so many meetings going on. Yes, but there's a fun thing on Saturday night. There's a Euchre tournament. Oh, really? In Elivitz, the town of Pleasant Valley Community Center. 
goes from 4.30 till 10 with the card party starting at 6 o'clock. And there's the 37th Annual Central Wisconsin Farm Toy Show on Sunday from 9 till 3 at the Marshfield Senior High Fieldhouse with the pedal pool at 12.30. Registration for the pedal pool starts at noon. So that's a farm toy show. All right. And again, the Corn Soy Conference going on. One of the things that... uh going to try and find out if there's any experts down there in this aviation fuel because eight U.S. House members recently brought a bill to the floor of the House that supports the development of sustainable aviation fuel. The legislation is designed to use existing USDA programs for the aviation industry to create new markets for farmers and the world's first sustainable aviation fuel facility recently opened in Georgia. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack attended the opening and praised the facility as a significant first step toward achieving net zero sustainable fuels. But are U.S. farmers going to be cashing in or are they going to be missing out on new marketing opportunities because only one U.S. ethanol plant is currently producing a product that is sustainable, aviation fuel friendly? Brazil is expected to produce over 7 billion gallons of ethanol that meets the carbon intensity score requirements needed to be converted to sustainable aviation fuel. And again, hopefully down there at uh, the uh, Corn Soy Expo, there'll be uh, somebody from the soybean industry that can talk about this. Because again, as we mentioned earlier, Joe, and you and I were talking, what happens when it gets cold with biodiesel? It gels up. That's right, and that's not something you want to have happen in your jet engine when you're about 40,000 feet above the ocean, that's for sure. So a lot of interesting things going on in agriculture, and uh, of course, Jill mentioned this before, but the Wisconsin Outstanding Young Farmer Competition was held at the end of uh, January here last weekend, and uh, Jacob and Jennifer Hoish from uh, Fremont were selected as the 2024 Wisconsin Outstanding Young Farmers at 70th Annual Awards. So again, congratulations to, to that young couple from over in the Fremont area. And competing from our area, Scott and Katie Cohen from Medford, they were sponsored by Taylor Electric Cooperative and Grassland Dairy. So again, that goes on. The OIF in Wisconsin, a little different format. It used to be the JCs, but... Uh, not so much anymore. So, again, congratulations to all of those folks. And a lot of other things going on. Dairy processor grants have been awarded. Not many in our area. That uh, I reckon Foremost Farms got one. Great Lakes Cheese of Lacrosse got a grant. But, uh, again, we'll have to check. They don't give us the addresses of the names that they list here. But we'll take a look and see if there are any that are uh, closer to home than that. So, again, anything else, or did we kind of cover the calendar? We kind of covered the calendar. All right. Well, let's move on, and let's get to uh, let's get to some markets and the livestock sale barns. Where are we going? We need to go to Baron Equity and hear from Al. We had high-yielding choice Holstein steers today from 152 to 157.50. We topped out at 158. With your choice Holstein steers from 145 to 150, and your unfinished steers and heifers, uh, 140 and down. 20% of the cows today from 102.50 to 112. We topped out at 113.50 with uh, 60% going from 78 to $1.05 and 20% 75 and down. With your cow bulls today, 
it was 78 to a dollar 12 we topped out at a buck 13 just a reminder march 16th will be our first small animal sheep and goat sale so uh please contact me if you got some consignments at 608-477-5825 thank you and have a nice day it's foggy outside our back door and 32 degrees out there but we're going to head south to sparta equity and hear from hot eman fed cattle selling steady today with the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers selling 176 to 184 choice and select beef steers and heifers 165 to 175 beef and dairy cross steers 155 to 170 high yielding choice holstein steers 147 to 153 choice and select holstein steers 136 to 146 with unfinished steers heifers and heavy steers a dollar to a dollar 35 cow market steady quality beef slaughter cows up to a dollar 24 high yielding slaughter dairy cows 96 to 110 cutters and utilities 60 to 95 the low yielding and canner cows 59 cents and down Bull market steady. Most bulls were in 102 to 117 with a thin. Full and bulls over 2,200 pounds discounted at a dollar one and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Thursday, February 1st for our special dairy and feeder cattle sale with dairy cattle starting at 12 noon followed by feeders at 1230. Be sure to check out our website for a listing of early consignments. This is Hut Aiment at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update. And we thank you for your business. And more markets. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Got to catch Jerry before he heads out going ice fishing this morning. How you doing, Jerry? Got you, got your uh, tip-ups all packed? Uh, Bob, good morning to you and welcome back. No, we were just talking off the air. I was coming home yesterday and I couldn't believe all the people out there ice fishing. It was a beautiful day. The sun was out. But, well, <laughs> they, they've got more courage than I've got. I'll tell you well, what. I, got. Uh, I don't know if it's courage. They got, uh, well, but I hope I hope they catch a lot of fish. I mean, those fish are delicious through the ice. That is for sure. But jeepers, be careful out there. Wow. Where'd you see them fishing? Uh, they were up uh, on a kind of a backwater of Lake Wassa yesterday. I was up there, so um, they didn't drive yeah. out. They were walking out there. They didn't drive out there. Oh, there was a couple pickups uh, oh, about maybe thirty, thirty, forty feet off the shore. <laughs> really? Oh, oh my. They yeah. might They might not. They might stay thirty, forty feet off the shore if they're not careful. <laughs> well, uh, it's not for me. And like I said, if I want a real good fish fry, there's a lot of good places <laughs> within five, ten minutes of the house here, so That's I can get right. them in. You can eat those dry, too. You're not going to be all wet. But, again, be careful out there because, uh, you yep. know, these temperatures not conducive to ice fishing and fog out there this morning. Boy, oh, boy. So be careful. But in the meantime, we better check some market numbers. What's been going on this week over there at Stratford, Jer? Well, we've had a busy week so far, and uh, yesterday also, so Bob will tell the folks about that. And again, thank you, and again, welcome back. And folks, a summary from yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford, and we had a, a, a good-sized feeder sale yesterday. A very active market continues on the feeder cattle. A lighter-weight beef steers yesterday, selling mostly from 190 to 250. Your heavier beef steers, mostly from 140 to 217. Heifers, lightweight beef heifers, uh, 185 to 240, and your heavier beef heifers, mostly from 150 to 215. On the Holstein line yesterday, about the highlight of the sale yesterday, we had a large consignment of uh, Holstein feeder steers, good quality cattle. These uh, big group of Holsteins averaging 667, and they brought 216 a pound, so uh, a very good sale on that. Um, some of the other heavier Holsteins, mostly from $1.30 to $1.85. Now we'll get into the market portion of the sale yesterday on the cow market, uh, steady market on the cows, high-yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows in yesterday's auction. Uh, we're selling from 97 up to 115. Most of the cows that we sold this week, majority of those cows are selling between 75 and 96, and your thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 72. 
On the Fed cattle trade yesterday, your choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from 138 to 148. High yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins on yesterday's sale from 149 to 158. Uh, select grading cattle, uh, cattle need more finish 132 and below. On the bull trade, uh, better quality bulls are at 98, up to a top of 119 and a half. Your lighter weight bulls 90 and below. Calf market continues to be steady. Good demand continues on the calves. Good quality replacement Holstein bull calves yesterday weighing 9,230 pounds from 250 up to 525. Heifer calves on yesterday's auction from 75 to 150. And uh, good quality beef calves continue to be very strong, 400 up to $740. And we're auction today does start at 11 o'clock, a full marketing day, of course, uh, market cattle along with the baby calves. We'll get to those this afternoon. Just a reminder, our next feeder cattle sale here in Stratford will be next Wednesday. Uh, that will be a special bread beef cow sale. We do have bread beef cows for that sale next week, as well as other consignments of feeder cattle. So if you got cattle for that sale, just let us know, and we'll put them on the list for you. So, Bob, that's the way things are going, and uh, I see you uh, kind of have a new look here now, huh? Yeah, I grew, uh, grew something on my chin. <laughs> Oh, I said, Hawaii. It was good warm weather, so it didn't freeze out on me. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering now if you, uh, uh, maybe if you let that grow about another 12 months, maybe you can uh, have a, a big enough beard. You can uh, be the tallest Santa Claus in Eau Claire next year. You well, know? I'll tell you one thing, I won't have to color it. It's white. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You betcha, Bob. Thank you, and welcome back. All right, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Let's take another look at those markets this morning, shall we? And uh, let's see where we're at here as far as... I forgot how to do the. How do we usually do this in the morning? Well, you need to start with your Chicago Board okay, of Trade. Okay, we'll start with the Chicago Board of Trade. Corn and beans yesterday were slightly higher, but still, um, you know, not, not where we need them to be by any means. Pressure from South America really is dampening these uh, prices. And uh, as we look overnight, March corn down two cents, four forty-five. The oats down a fraction, three eighty-two. March wheat down three at five ninety-two. Soybeans down a nickel at twelve sixteen. Soybean meal for March down seventy cents a ton overnight, three hundred sixty-seven dollars and sixty cents a ton. At some of the country elevators today, cash corn price in Loyal is three ninety, and beans are eleven thirty-two. In Arcadia, four hundred eight and eleven thirty-eight. And in Chippewa Falls and Connersville, corn is at three eighty-two, with soybeans at three forty or eleven forty-three in Chippewa Falls and eleven thirty-nine in Connersville. On the DTN screen, corn today at uh, Golden Plump in Arcadia four thirteen a bushel. We've got Baldwin three eighty-four and beans eleven thirty-seven at Durand and Fall Creek three seventy-nine on the corn, eleven twenty-seven on the beans. Mondovi three eighty-four and eleven thirty-two. Elmwood three eighty nine and eleven thirty seven at Osseo the corn is three ninety four a bushel today soybeans eleven thirty seven out at Elk Mound three eighty nine on the corn eleven forty two on the beans Sparta three ninety and eleven twenty eight at Ellsworth corn three seventy one the beans eleven twenty seven ethanol plants Boysville corn today four dollars a bushel Stanley four oh six New Richmond Grain Facility, 401. Dairy markets continue to be not good. Barrel cheese down a penny at 152. Blocks up a quarter at 165. Butter down three and three quarters at 276. Class three prices. January came off the board yesterday, three cents lower at 1517. February down 13 at 1610. March down two at 1691. April down seven at 1720. And May, 1763. 
Once again, caution on the roads today or whatever you're doing because we got a lot of fog out there this morning and that'll burn off as the morning goes along because we'll have a mostly sunny day, high about 45. Right now it's very pleasant right around the low 30s in the area. And again, we'll see you later on today if you're heading for the Corn Soy Pork Expo down at the Kalahari in Wisconsin Dells. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.